Well, hello, and welcome to Watch What Crap It's a podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on Heel Profs. Hi. Hi. I'm Ronnie. Guess who I'm with? It's Ben. He's a year older now. His name is Ben Mandelker. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ronnie. What's up? Thank How you. By the way, you? thank you. Thank you so much for posting that lovely birthday thing. I, my birthday was over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And to everyone who said happy birthday on social media, uh, I'm really, really, uh, really appreciative and very touched. And um, I, I like am fully intending to go through and heart and all that stuff. But I, I started to do that process and then I, I kind of like lost my my energy. So um, I will I will try to get back to that. But thank you guys so much for all the messages and the comments. It like really it truly made my day. It made me so happy. It really it really brought some some sunshine into my birthday. So thank you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a good birthday. I'm so glad it happened Thank on you. the weekend, too, so you could chill a little bit. Because yeah. now it's time for what happens. Okay, so. You got a big week. Yeah, it's a big week. So here's some shilling. First of all, Crappens Live. Okay, go get your tickets. Go to watchwhatcrappens.com to get tickets for all our live shows coming up. We're starting in New York, then we're going to Jersey, next then we're month. going to Boston. Yeah, it's next month. So get your tickets. Um, also, we're doing Take a Seat, which is our live show over on Spotify. It's on the app called Green Room. So you can download that app for free. It's tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We talk to you guys. You talk to us. You talk to each other. So much talking going on. Tonight's going to be James and uh, Raquel's breakup. Mm. Um, some OC thoughts, I guess. Some Potomac thoughts. Whatever. Whatever's Not coming the, or, up in the or, news. Or uh, Salt Lake City, Girls Trip, all the good stuff. Yeah, what did I say? You said Potomac. I mean, we could talk about Potomac. Oh. But. We'll just keep talking about Potomac year round. Um, so that's that. And uh, for videos, this is a Crappens On Demand day. So we're on video. Hi, everybody. So if you want to watch a video and you're not watching it right now, go watch it. Okay? It's yeah. Patreon.com slash watch what crappens. So do that. And what else, Ben? Is there anything I don't know. Else? We're doing Girls Trip twice this week for anyone who's wondering. Uh, we'll have uh, episodes, recaps of episodes five and six up uh, over the course of this week. So if you're wondering what's going on with that, that's what's going on with that. And uh, I just have to say, I mean, I'm I'm ready. This Salt Lake City episode was tremendous. I mean, this I mean, Salt Lake City may be my Bravo show of the year at this point. It is just so good. But I also am in a great mood. You know why, Ronnie? Because I had a dream that I was wearing my Laura Dern T-shirt, which I actually do have. And that I ran into Laura Dern on the street and she was so taken with it that she demanded that we take a selfie together. And I woke up feeling like a million bucks. She demanded, what is she, Tom Sandoval? So Tom no, she Sandoval was nice. does when you meet him at a bar. He's like, oh, yeah, you like shells, take a selfie, put it on your Insta. The first time no, I met she goes, Tom. It, in my dream, she was like, oh, my God, that is amazing. I have to take a photo of that. Let's take a photo together. And I was like, of course. I mean, that truly is Part of the reason why I bought that Laura Dern T-shirt is sort of in the hopes that I might encounter her and that entire experience might happen. So I'm not going to lie. But the fact that I got to feel what it would be like, I mean, it got me just got me ready to record a podcast. It got me just in such the right place. Wow. Whatever flits your ducky, babe. Glad glad you had a good dream. I've been watching weird TV. I started watching The Mandalorian because I'm like out of things to watch and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so bad. Okay, You know, Baby Yoda really... Like, you're the cutest thing ever, and I wanted, and I feel like such a basic saying that, okay, sorry, but Baby Yoda is where it's at. It's very cute. Now I can see why everybody's so in love with it. I don't even care what happens on that show. I just want to see little Baby Yoda, okay? So I'm having dreams like Bueller's being chased, you know, I'm like being chased trying to protect my little Bueller. 
So those are my dreams. I'm having like Baby really Bueller. weird, like cute, but super dark dreams. Cause man, that star Wars is dark. Okay. There's star Wars dark is stuff dark. happening in that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's what I've been dreaming about. But guess what? I'm glad that I watched that after I watched Salt Lake city because Salt Lake city would have been a much scarier dream. Okay. <laughs> it's terrifying. Salt Lake city is a dream. It's a living dream. It's a living dream slash waking nightmare. Um, let's get, and in fact, we know it's a waking nightmare because the episode opens up with some very spooky, tricksy, monoclacal choir music. That's like, oh, 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 like something's about to happen in Vale. Like someone's going to get murdered. Yeah. Um, and they could have been because everybody's dressed like Swiss Miss, you know, for whatever their costume <laughs> is. They're Bavarian yeah. cream costumes. Racl- raclette party. Yeah, their their melted cheese party dressed crazy, and I love some housewives drama when everybody's dressed crazy. Okay, this yeah. is how to do it, Vanderpump Rules. Okay, this it, right here is how to do it. Yeah, I, I love like an, I love when people are being very serious in outlandish costumes. <laughs> yes. So um, Heather, there also there were a million amazing monologues in this episode. Like it was very monologue heavy, and they were all amazing. I feel like they will all be. And they should all be co-opted by various drag queens and auditioners and and Mary Catherine Gallagher types because they were wonderful. So we actually begin with one, with Heather, which is actually from last week, too. She goes, we are a group of women who've just been completely traumatized by our friend getting arrested basically in front of us. All of us had warning bells and red flags that went off, and we ignored messages people sent. We ignored the victims of hers. That is a fact. And you're telling me you have a friend who is a victim of our friend Mary, and we should talk about that. And Meredith's like, well, give me a concrete example of something that she did because I will not. And Lisa just jumps in. He mortgaged his house and gave Mary 300 grand. Okay, that's what he did. He marked his house. And so it's like, dun, dun, dun. and then we're taken back to mint Rewind. tapas and sushi. And why, sushi. Why are you going to call? <laughs> what, is the, what is this restaurant? Okay, we have been complaining that they only go to Italian restaurants. And then finally they now switch we it up. See why. And mint tapas and sushi. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> what is happening in Salt Lake? Mint Stop doesn't go sushi. with tapas or sushi. Okay, there's, I don't think there's either either of those and, foods. And use tapas mint. doesn't go with sushi, and sushi doesn't go. <laughs> no. Here are your marinated olives and uh, shrimp, <laughs> garlic, shrimp, and butter, as well as your California roll. But I think <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but I think it was somewhere where they wouldn't be seen, you know, except for all the cameras surrounding them, of course. But Cameron yeah. is wearing big dark sunglasses, and he's like, "When yes. Robert and Mary want something." They'll call a meeting and they'll beat you down until they get what they want. Well, yeah, it's called getting what you want. Okay, that's what that's how I am in a meeting too. I mean, I don't beat you down, but I do whine, and then I just email you until you say yes. Okay, you can have. Whatever Isn't that part you want. of just being an organized religion? So, uh, so they're like, yeah. Also, by the way, I thought this was gonna be a full scene based on the trailers and everything. I thought we we're gonna have a whole scene with uh, Cameron, but it was actually just nested in this little flashback. So Lisa goes, is that why you mortgage your house? Like, what did they tell you they were giving it for? And he says it was for, supposed to be for surgeries um, and not just like the one for her glands. Yeah, because she's like, like, oh, yeah, was this her other gland surgery? Which 
is something I kind of had pushed to the back of my mind that Mary even had odor gland surgery. Okay. Yeah. But the fact that Mary is making somebody mortgage their house to get her the odor gland surgery. Wow, mm-hmm. Mary. Wow. That's pretty crazy. And he and he's like, well, let me just say there have been a lot of do you say heave offerings or heave offerings? Yes. Is that a thing in the church? A heave offering? Not in my, you know, not in any church I ever went you to. Just it was just throw called tithing. Something? Yeah, heaving. <laughs> it's like carry, you know, drag something heavy up a hill offering. But when I more, he said, but you know, that was just one of the surgeries. But uh, when I mortgaged my house, that was for that. Okay, you know, look, who who's gonna do that? If I went to a meeting and someone said, you need to, I need. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for odor gland surgery, mortgage your house. I'll go to hell before I give you three hundred grand. Well, you okay? You'd like to think so, but that's the way cults work. And he says that they basically wrap your life around a single idea, and the difference is between heaven and hell for you. Like if you don't do it, you're going to hell because that's just how they Take how me. they do it. Take me, you're not getting <laughs> shit from me, okay? I'm not even giving you the ten percent. How about that? I'll see you in hell, everybody else. My friend almost got sucked into a into a cult. I was talking to her and she was like, oh, yeah, I went to Spain and, oh, the, they were doing this ayahuasca and it was so wonderful. And there's this guy who was leading it. And in my mind, I was like, uh, and then she goes, oh, but I left because I think it was a cult. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, well, I'm glad you figured that one out before it's too late. <laughs> I just like the casual thing. Like it was this wonderful experience, but I think it was a cult. So I yeah. left. Uh, yeah. Um, so then uh, he's like, yeah, it's, you know. She had to get odor gland surgery, and it made me feel like I was either going to go to heaven or hell, and it depended on that. Whoa, really? Something smells fishy. No pun intended, Cameron. No pun intended. (laughs) I can't tell us the sushi or the tapas. Delicious. And it cuts back to Heather, and she's going, um, does he feel that his 30, does he just feel like his money wasn't used appropriately? Does he feel like he was robbed? And Lisa's like, he felt that he was bamboozled, so robbed. Duped. He felt duped. So robbed. (laughs) Bandupedled. Dupedoozled. Have you ever had tapas on sushi? So then Heather tells us, does this mean that Lisa finally trusts us and considers us worthy of information she's been holding secret for apparently a long time? Because I'm both happy that she's sharing and everything, but also questioning, why now? Why now? And so Jenny's like, okay, what specifically did Mary do to him to make him feel that way? And Lisa's like, well, he felt like that everything he was a part of and that he believed in was not real. And that's that. And so let's sue everybody who's like ever believed in Santa Claus or whatever. So we get it. And then Lisa's like, the bottom line is I believe Cameron. Cameron is my friend. I trust him. I cried with him. Look at me. I'm ever. Okay, I won't do it now. But I could. I could. Does anybody want to see me cry now? I won't. I won't. But I could. I just want it noted. And I cried with him. And I believe him. Okay. Uh, so I. I. Oh, I believed him. I had it. It was very. That's pretty much what it sounded like. Hi, hi, hi. I shared an extra. I I shared a a super sized value meal with him. Uh, We shared big nuggets together. I believe him. I door dashed Wendy's while I watched him eat tapas and mint. I believe him. I believe it was a very bonding moment. 
<laughs> so Heather's like, well, so why are we still friends with Mary then? And Lisa starts getting choked up. She goes, because I love my friend and I feel like it was traumatizing for him. Ha, ha, ha. And so then uh, she basically is like, I feel very protective to Cameron and Mary. I mean, just because I believe Cameron doesn't mean I don't care for Mary. Okay, is that the best position I'm in? You know, with Mary being a cult leader and Cameron being one of the victims? You know, no, but that's here where I am. Okay, I'm in it, okay? Yeah, the best position to be in would be at front car in the window of the Burger King, okay? But I'm not in that position right now. I'm just not. And she's like, I believe Cameron. And Meredith is like, well, what I'm not gonna do is sit here and have you tell me, listen to very questionable things on a friend of mine with no concrete proof Now let's talk. Meredith's out of control. Something that Raclette did something to her. It's like it changed the inner balance and like her body composition because she's like a gyroscope settling down after a spin. She's like, and she's like, all right, listen, what I'm not going to do is talk about people with no concrete evidence. So anyway, Jen Shaw was banned from Louis Vuitton in an event of the Chanel calendar. Exactly. So Lisa's like, Meredith, have you not read one thing or watched one YouTube video? And Heather's like, well, okay, look, people say she's running a cult. She uses the tithes from her patrons for herself. She's dishonest. And Heather's doing the finger counting thing, which means you know somebody's serious when they're mad enough to whip out the finger counts. Yeah. And that. Um, knuckles. Yeah. And Lisa's like, listen, Cameron is not the first person to say this about Mary. There's been stuff online for years, for years about it. And then we see and now we got a... like grand husband accused of fraud and a former church member <laughs> speaks out allegedly. So now we get a Meredith monologue. I've heard a lot worse about Jen for a year and a half, and nobody listened. Nobody believed a word that I said. I'm not going to sit here with no facts. I can't go down this path with no nothing concrete. For someone who's been nothing but kind to me, I had someone who was cruel, abusive, and mean to me, my family, my business, my little toddler, and nobody wanted to hear anything about facts. So I will not listen to nastiness about her when I have zero facts, because I had a million facts about Jen. Like, and Heather's like, well, I'm not just sitting here for nastiness about anyone. And Lisa's like, you know what? I'm going to bed. Is that okay? Because I guess that's okay to do. So I'm going to go to bed. Okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'm doing that. And she gets off and is like flicking her hair everywhere and leaves. And she's like, that's it's where there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. Like, why is it we believe that, like, some things, but not all things? Well, because that's how life works. You believe something. You don't just believe everything you hear. You believe some things. It's called thinking things through. No one just <laughs> believes everything, right? And yes. she's like, why is it okay to believe that about Jen? Because she's a shitty person. But then you have everything in front of you about Mary. And you're like, let's not acknowledge that. Well, being a shitty person does tend to sway one to believe that you're a shitty person. What can I tell you? It's called evidence. Now, that being said, Mary has not 
proven to be a particularly wonderful person either. Let's not like we're we're enamored with her because she's crazy and she has a crazy life and nothing makes sense about her. But also nothing makes sense about her. And now you're wanting like uh, now now people are surprised like oh that she might be up to shady business when she can't answer anything with a with an answer that ever makes sense. So now, but Meredith is like. She's just using whatever she can to just go against Jen Shaw. Like you could say, that's a pretty pine tree. Well, no one cared about the sort of trees that grew in Jen Shaw's yard, but here we are. Right. So then uh, Meredith is like, this is minutia compared to the terrorism and trauma my entire family went through for two years with Jen Shaw. Terrorism and trauma. Terrorism, really. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just for me to hear that some may have had religious trauma, and I have a little baby who was abducted by a terrorist and Jamie Lee Curtis and Ronald Schwarzenegger had to save him. I don't even want to hear it. It's like, what do you? Th- I was like, listen, uh, I'm not going to discount religious trauma. I think that if you were sucked into a cult and you lost all your money because you were sort of manipulated into these into a situation, I think that counts as trauma too. I think that's a fair game. Yeah. So Whitney's like, well, I'm not negating that. Um, Meredith, she's like, well, religion. So I hear someone has religious trauma, and I'm supposed to just cut someone out. I mean, yeah. No, I won't do it, <laughs> Ronnie. I don't care what you say. And Whitney's like, yeah, but you have been brutalized by Jen. Okay, you guys, with your, with your <laughs> words today. Okay, terrorism and brutalized. I'm not really. Not really loving the word choices today. But, you know, I am not negating that, but we are moving faster than we did with Jen because of Jen. And Heather's like, well, it's not about condemning. It's about being aware of what's happening. I mean, they're like acting like they they're like a human resources or, uh, you know, department that's like changed their policies. And like now we're going to act faster. So Lisa is talking. Meanwhile, Lisa, who has just said, I 100 believe 100 percent believe Cameron and Merritt as a cult leader, but she's pretty and she gives me get bags. So I like her. So now she goes downstairs to Mary and she's behind the door. She's like, I want to have an honest friendship with you. And I want to be honest right now. And there's like weird shit online. And people say weird shit. And I never believe it. Uh, the way they're talking about things that happened at your church, Mary, Mary, Mary. Yeah, and then back with Heather, she's like, I just don't want Homeland Security, you know, to, like, have to do a visual check for my friend in the van. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) Okay? And now we all know, you know, we've all said you're the company you keep, and so we are complicit. We are involved in all of this. You're really not. Okay? But uh, but okay. So we go back to Mary It's funny because most most people on Bravo can't keep company, so it's funny that that expression even exists. Mm -hmm. But um, but a little joke about things going under. So, uh, Mary is, <laughs> Mary is, we go back to Mary and she's like, um, well, either you're going to take loyalty to me or what you hear. And that's up to you. You choose, which is funny because Mary plays the loyalty card really hard all episode long. Mary kind of does the things you'd expect a cult leader to do. Like she makes it a, a, like everything is like an affront. Like you are not being loyal to her. You're being a bad friend to her. It's all about like excessive guilt and like a psychological manipulations. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty convinced. I'm pretty convinced. Highly entertained also. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even think there's a question. I don't know if I would call it a cult, but I don't know that I would really call it a normal church either. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she can be getting in trouble for that. But, you know, like I'm, 
I'm from a very religious background, so I'm used to seeing people like Joel Osteen go around on private jets. What do you think those are funded from? Those are funded from tithes, you know, or right. your preacher out there driving like the nicest Beamer in the world. Where the fuck does that money come from? It's not like he's moonlighting as a lawyer somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your money. That is your money. So I guess I'm just kind of used to it in the religious sense anyway. Now, I've never heard of anybody mortgaging their house or giving 300000 you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I believe it too. So Mary's like, yeah, and also Mary doesn't ever argue any points. You know, mm-hmm. she just says it's up to loyalty. So you believe what you want to believe. And she's like, yeah. well, okay, well then I'm going to ask you this directly. Do people at your church believe that you're God? And she's like, <laughs> what? No. no. Me? No, come on. Like, yeah, but Whitney just told me that. And that's why I had to come here. That's why I had to come talk to you. <laughs> just throws Whitney right under the bus right there. And Mary's like, wait, they want to think that I think I'm God. I mean, to believe that it's kind of silly, right? I mean, I mean, because we all know it. I, I am, I am God, right? We know that. It's nothing you have to believe in. And Lisa's like, well, you have to say the truth because if you don't, like other people speak for you. So that's why you need to talk about it. And she goes, who, who, who's speaking for me? This is not right. It's like, you know, you know, I compartmentalize you and Cameron because like you're over here, Cameron's over here, and like Sonic is right in the middle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what am I going to do? And Mary's like, yeah, but Cameron's no one. He's not even part of the church anymore. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, I mean, you're not that good friends with him. Not as good as friends as I was. Uh, you know, and to take his word over mine is weird. And, like, it shouldn't bother you that other people are saying things if you have loyalty to me. And people are going to lie, Lisa. People are going to lie. Which is, again, you know, these are, like, lines right out of, like, the Nexium documentary, etc. So it's, like, it's kind of fun. It's also so hilarious to me just from an entertainment point of view not in a real life point of view it's hilarious to me <laughs> that like there's debate over whether a castmate on the real housewives might also be a cult leader <laughs> like that is the funniest thing ever to me about this show yeah um also people are not just gonna lie i don't know where that even comes from that doesn't even make sense like i mean come on it's totally normal people accuse people accuse each other of being cult leaders all the time like, come on, <laughs> come on, it happens. So Mary Mary tells us there's bad energy and bad vibes and <clears throat> bad whispers. And the things that Lisa is saying to me right now, they're very hurtful and <sighs> mean. It's like, oh, okay, cry. Give me some fake crying, okay? Because that's, that's always a sign that you're telling the truth, right? When you immediately switch into victim cry, cry mode. So Lisa's like, Mary, people are saying things, okay? Okay, like Jen came to help me talk about the thing for my kids opening the other week. And kids, you don't remember. It was for Fresh Wolf. Fresh Wolf. Oh my God, look at my smooth wolf. arm skin. Thank you, Fresh Wolf. So anyway, yeah. all hell breaks loose. She gets up and she's like, why am I being held accountable? And why isn't Mary being accountable? And she spewed off a lot of things about you, Mary. A lot of things. And- and then it's two weeks earlier, Jen has her mom like, my own cousin, my first cousin, his best friend is fucking terrified. People are saying that she's a cult leader, that she she has them on food stamps. Somebody commits suicide, people are fearing for their lives. And when is someone going to help be held accountable? It's like, we're not even allowed to ask Mary about it. Okay, but you're still defrauding old people. Like, that's still, like, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so then we cut back and Lisa's like, she said a lot. She said a lot. Mary's like, and like, that's why Jen is where she is. And that's where I am sitting where I am today. And Lisa tells us, wow, that feels more like a threat than a promise. 
I'm like, I actually didn't really. It just felt like just Mary just threat. saying shit. Well, it didn't. At first, it didn't sound like a threat. It just sounded like, well, she's a fucking liar, and that's why she's in jail, right? That's what it sounds like yeah. to me. But then that's Mary what, yeah. goes. She goes. But then Mary goes. She lives a lie, and to say all these lies about me and my church. I mean, look at her now. That's what Jen did, and look at her now. Yep, she messed with the wrong one. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you were saying, <laughs> yes, that she messed with you, and now she's in jail. And let's not forget her tagline literally is mess with me, like come for me and I'm sending Jesus for you or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a it's a full on revenge tagline. So now I love the that next Jesus day, is at Homeland Security. It's like, oh, you know what, guys, it's the modern world. We really need Jesus to have a better job. OK, no one really is like, hey, where's the fisherman to save us? OK, Homeland yeah. Security. That's where it's at. Hey, Jesus. Yes, Bernadette. Um, so there is a flood in Karachi and there is some famine. But also um, someone was a little mean to Mary and Vale. Which one's going to be your party? Well, I got to do Mary. Got to do Mary and Vale. That's my <laughs> number one on the list. Thanks, Bernadette. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Uh, so in the morning, this fancy place, whatever they're, what are they called again? This fancy place they're staying the Q- at. Is the, the, like the Cuvee Lodge. Yeah. Like the Cuvee like, experience. Hi, I'm Kristen. Or Crystal. Or Chris. <laughs> We're making you fruit cups and juice shots. And like this big nice spread. So everybody's yes. getting up. And Mary, 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 Mary goes over to Jenny's room. And she's like, I have a gift for you, baby. This is uh, for doing my makeup and <clears throat> actually taking the time to talk to me. So thanks. <laughs> Yeah, and we see like a flashback of the previous night that Jenny was doing uh, Mary's makeup, and basically it was like she basically apologizes for the incident at the tubing, you know, for for being sort of chippy with Mary, and Mary's like, okay, can you accept that I accept your apology? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to get a gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's such a great way to take an apology too. It's like n- offer nothing back. Just can you yes. accept? Did I accept your apology? <laughs> no, no <laughs> apology for me. So then we come back and Mary's like, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with me. And they hug and she hands her a gift and it's freaking Christian Louboutin shoes. Yeah, there's this big, shiny, like reflecty uh, Louboutin shoes. I don't I really don't want to say blingy. But they were blingy. And uh, Jen's like, girl, if I knew that you were going to bring me some Christian Louboutin shoes, I would have talked. I would have I would have talked to Mary two weeks ago, you know. So Jenny's like, oh, uh, well, I didn't buy him anything. And no, Mary's she says like, she didn't have to buy me anything. And Mary goes, they were already bought. They were already bought. And she's like, but then, oh. <laughs> but then Mary tells us, yeah, well, I just. I just grabbed them when I was leaving. I just grabbed them and then I was walking out the door and put them in my, my, my luggage. And then like when she did my makeup, I thought, oh, good. This will like lighten up my luggage. And that's the real reason why she got the shoes. <laughs> what a wonderful spiritual leader she is. <laughs> yeah, I just had some extra Louboutins lying around. So I brought them here to offload them here. Also pretty fishy when she's being um, accused of all this stuff that she starts offloading all of her assets just randomly mm-hmm. to people. So yeah. uh, we go to Heather's room and we see a close-up of a Louis Vuitton bag and then a purse on her nightstand. And mm-hmm. um, Heather goes and knocks on Whitney's door and Whitney's still in bed. She's all, you know, sad in bed. And Heather's like, um, my cousin, uh, my sister Nancy's driving up, so I'm going to be doing that today. She goes, what? Are you leaving with her? Uh, well, I thought about walking home. 
<laughs> yeah, Whitney's very sad this morning. Um, and she says, you know, last night after everyone goes to bed, I'm in my room next to Heather and I hear Heather laughing. So I perk up my ear because I thought everyone was asleep and I can clearly make out Lisa's voice, Mary's voice and Heather. And it appears through the walls. Well, it sounds like through the walls, unless I saw something through the walls. I don't remember that Mary has just given Heather and Lisa a very nice gift of some sort. Really? You all just talk shit about Mary, and now you're being bought off? And then we cut to Lisa and Mary fist bumping at breakfast. They're like, yeah, we're best friends. So Whitney's like, yeah, so I just want to hear you out because I was really hurt. We were all talking about how Mary could be as much of a fraud as Jane. And then I walk past your room and I hear you laughing with Mary. And so Heather tells us her version. She's like, well, I'm dead asleep. And next thing I know, the door busts open and the lights flash. And it's Lisa with a giddy smile and Mary presenting me with this gift and jumping on my bed like we're at a fifth grade slumber party. And I went to bed thinking Lisa was mad at Mary, saying she stole people's money. And the last thing I would expect would be an hour later them popping onto my bed and asking to braid my hair and giving me a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I still don't know why when there are housewives vacations, why they do not put GoPros in every single room. Like, I, like if they can do it on Summer House, they can do it on this show. Okay. So Heather is like, I mean, how do I escape the situation? Like go downstairs with Mary and then like all of a sudden Mary's barging in my room and Lisa's turning on the lights and jumped on my bed and Mary had Louis Vuitton with you. And like, like, what am I supposed to do? You know? And, um, and, and she's like, and you know what Heather said? Listen, Mary came in and she was like, I don't think I'm God. I don't think I'm God. And she was like very funny about it, you know, like whatever. So now Whitney is feeling very much like. Right. Because she been. said, Whitney said that you were God. And she's like, oh, I'm yeah. not God. Ooh, what am I, God? And Whitney's like, wait a minute. Lisa dumped it all on me that I said she was a God. It was you who said that, mm. actually. Okay. Yes. This is going to take a lot of blame in this later when we get to her but you did say that ma'am multiple times so don't pretend that somebody else put that in your mouth because you, you, you said that you're friends with the cousin and the cousin is terrified and the cousin told you all this stuff so don't act like you haven't been on camera saying shit too yeah so um uh heather's like yeah mary left my room saying she wasn't going to be your friend and she's best friends with lisa <laughs> which is like very funny to me yes she's like what a two-faced Bitch. She's like, I did not leave the Mormon church to come this far just to revert back to lock arms with something I don't believe in. Like, I will not blindly follow Mary just because she's going to get mad at me. She okay, wants to alienate me and make me feel bad. What kind of leader of a church alienates people to make them feel bad? <laughs> okay, that was Whitney's monologue. <laughs> They need like uh, a Samuel French book of Housewives monologue that we can all just, <laughs> if we ever go back to high school, we could do these for high school drama. Whitney, may I offer my services? This is how you do it. What kind of preacher alienates, isolates, and hurts? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful girl. There we go. Uh. So she goes, I promise you, Lisa was hoping this would happen. This is a plan that has been in motion. And Heather's like, oh, she was giddy. She goes, this is how her snaky mind works. She ran her snaky, lying, manipulative ass to Mary and told Mary that we were all talking about her. She probably said, I said it. I know, Cameron. She probably said this, too. 
you know, I was saying it too. I know Cameron, you know Cameron, but in the middle, there's just a, there's just a Sonic. She probably tried to pin it all on me, but I am not taking the fall. Yes, it's called Good Housewivesery, okay? She saw that it was spinning out of her control, and so trying to get you dum-dums to bring it on camera, which is what she was trying to manipulate your asses into doing, she went down and told Mary. Yeah. I also think it's very funny that Winnie does this whole thing of, like, I did not work this hard to leave the church just to be roped into believing Mary. I'm like, okay, like... This is not you're not being forced into another religious movement, <laughs> you know, like you, let's not like let's not like over over uh, like burden the situation with with like the the plight of your Mormon experience like th- that's that's very mel- melodramatic. So then we hear a doorbell and it's Heather's sister, Nancy, and her and her husband, Mike, and uh, they're here to get Heather. So they're going to go uh, have wrote, like a family. Time. I run Nancy and her brother in law, the sinner. That's what I wrote. I didn't catch his name. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Mike the Sinner. So they just go, the three of them go walking through Vale, and Heather's like, oh my God, did you get dressed up for me? And Nancy's like, well, I figure once every five or six years, I might as well. Am I right? <laughs> and then Mike is very impetuous. He goes, you live eight hours away. It's ridiculous. I'm like, okay, settle down, Austin Kroll. Yeah. And she's like, well, it was never about the distance. It was about the distance. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's kind of laughing off, you know, throwing this girl to the wolves, basically. And yeah. uh, so they go to lunch and they order some mimosas. And Heather explains that her sister broke apart from the Mormon church. And it was a huge fracture in her and all of our family. Yeah. This is the Mormon way. I mean, I've only spoken to my sister a handful of times over the past 20 years. And then we, they talk about how basically after their dad died, that sort of started to like when the when after Heather's dad died, she decided that she wanted to humble herself and reach out to Nancy and reconnect with her and everything. And uh, but before they get too far too deep into this, the waiter comes or the waitress uh, to order. And Nancy is very specific about pesto. There's like a whole situation where she's like, can I get the Mona Lisa? Does that have pesto in it? Okay. Okay. What about like uh, instead of the Mona Lisa, could we get the Rembrandt that has pesto in it too? Okay. What about the ham pesto and egg sandwich that has pesto? I thought that was just the name. <laughs> Did we have to come to some place with pesto ever? It's called Pestos. You picked it. What are you so mad at, Nancy? Seriously. Do they have sushi so at this at pesto it? restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> can I have some mint sushi? That would be great. <laughs> um, so um, basically, um, Heather's like, so this is what we're getting, okay? Like both ha- situations have pesto. Okay, you can't even eat pesto. This is what people would call a difficult customer, right? Do you want to banish her? You want to banish her, right, waiter? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you don't. You may, you may not realize this, but like – the tears of Mormonism, there's like celestial, celestial, outer darkness, and pesto. And Nancy, well, we know where she is. Yeah. Um, so then um, she goes, did you know you were signing up for this center, Mike? And he's like, well, I believe your mother's exact words were, she's feral. Good luck. And she's like, yeah, well, that's how she complimented feral. us. Oh, mom. Yeah. You know, we called her feral because she just wouldn't follow the family rules. Right, Nance? <laughs> you know, Sunday pesto dinner. Never wanted to participate in that. <laughs> so then... <laughs> Sunday ritual of just kneeling down and getting pine nuts pressed into our foreheads. Nancy, Nancy was just not all about that. What can well, I? Well, one time, 
one time Nancy came home and said, why don't we use walnuts instead of pine nuts? And my mother lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So Heather's like, so how long have you guys been married? 21 years. And how many times have I even hung out with you? Five, like five times. And Nancy's like, yeah, that's great, Heather. Because Heather's like so light about it all. She's like, remember when you were banished? (laughs) And uh, the husband is like, yeah. And that first year was, she was really sick. She goes, oh, right, right. You were diagnosed with MS when I was living in France. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that diagnosis. I mean, I never spoke of you ever, ever. (laughs) Nancy's like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you for taking me to this pesto-oriented restaurant and rubbing that (laughs) fact into my face. So, uh, so Heather basically is talking about how they just like didn't have a relationship. Um, they like, and Nancy doesn't really know her 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 kids, and Nancy's like, it's ridiculous. So Heather's she has like terrible guilt for um, being so judgy for all those years. But then the once they're like, a, a lot of it was wrapped up in them pleasing their dad. And, um, well, Heather, and, and Heather, well, for Heather, dad, because Nancy didn't give a fuck. She was like, fine, then fuck you and left. But Heather's whole thing, like, it would be hard for me to be forgiving in this situation because Heather's whole attitude is like, well, you know, now that dad's dead, we can be friends. It's like, no, fuck off. Like, I needed this proclamation while dad was still alive for, for it to be like dad's dad's dead. So you don't have to please him anymore. and We can be friends. Like, thanks a lot. It feels like a consolation gift. Um, I think you can have actually all of the above. I think you can have that angry moment and then you can have that moment of like, but you also well, thank you. I've lifted got from them. the spell, from, from the spell. Right. But listen, if I were, if I were, if I were Nancy, I'd be like, honestly, I'm just pissed because you wore a bolero jacket to my wedding and no one else was wearing that. So like, I don't think I could get over that. <laughs> uh, that wasn't her wedding though. But I maybe Heather, was. maybe Heather just got, like, got addicted to boleros. <laughs> Uh, you're right. Well, whatever. She probably has worn many bolero jackets and she just blamed it on Mormonism. <laughs> but she kind of has like a, you know, she has sort of like a bolero thing. Yeah. I mean, once you go bolero, you don't go. Well, baga- that's why she has so many cutouts on her shoulders now, because now that she left Mormonism behind, she's like, not only did I leave Mormonism behind, but boleros. And now my <laughs> shoulders are out and proud. I will wear a full length jacket now. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, cutouts. Uh, so Nancy's pissed and I like that Nancy was, um, expressing her anger. Oh God, I'm all blurry. I haven't even been looking at myself. Sorry, everybody. Some, some to the camera, some to the camera. So, uh, Nancy is not having it, which I really liked for Nancy because I was pissed on Nancy's behalf during this. And Heather's like, you know, I have horrible guilt and now I have to face the judgmental person I was all those years. And, um, Heather's like, you know, look, I know it was difficult for you and daddy, but I had a wonderful relationship with daddy because I did everything he wanted. I went to BYU. I went on a mission for daddy. When I came back, I said, daddy, I want to go to D.C. And he said, don't go to D.C. Women are career women there. Find a husband. And guess what I did? I found Billy. I married Billy. We started having kids. I took him to scary movie, traumatized his ass (laughs) and not speaking for about six years. And he's been yeah. in a hot tub ever since. <laughs> and, and Nancy's like, well, while you followed your faith, I did not in my entire life. I'm jealous of you. The kids, the faith, your relationship with daddy. But it's quite possible that you're jealous of me being wild, feral, uh, wild. So why can't we talk about why, why can't we talk about that? It's sad that because I've just always wanted to be you, Heather. This was funny to me because when she goes, it just dawned on me that Heather, you were probably jealous of me too. And Heather's just like, 
Mm. Uh, with your not TV show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Heather's like, I mean, you do have a TV show. It's called The Sinner, but you're not in it. So, um, I just... actually kind of enjoy eating pesto, so I'm not sure how jealous I am of you. Yeah. So um, basically, she's like, you know, I put my faith above my sister, and I just hope that we can move on. I just think back to us like not being able to do a funeral for dad. So why don't we do a celebration of life for dad? Would you do that? And she's like, well... You know, I like that because it's not just a celebration of life for him. You know, we're celebrating you. I mean, you get to live life. Let's start a new. And look, I don't I don't want to be glib and funny, but this is really important to me, Heather. Tito's and water. What are you doing with that? Stop drinking that. It's disgusting. Stop it, Heather. <laughs> Heather's like, I've had a lot of drink mentors. I'm, I'm still learning, basically. Well, as long as you don't bring the bolero jacket to dad's celebration of life, we'll be okay. Yeah. So it was actually a nice scene. Um, I'm mad at Heather. What can I say? I got <laughs> sure, mad at Heather it. during the scene. Yeah, I got mad at her. So now back at the uh, house, the women are packing, and Lisa's like on the Lisa's on the phone with John talking, and then Meredith is saying how she booked uh, a private jet to go home, um, and Lisa's like, "Yeah, we got a private jet, and I just was hoping for a bigger plane." What? <laughs> What what 747 do you need, ma'am? What Airbus do you need, ma'am, to go from Vail to Salt Lake City, ma'am? Yeah, I was hoping okay. for a private jet, though, personally. But you know what? <laughs> Waste not, want not, I guess. So Jenny goes over to Meredith's room, and she's like, Whoa, you have so many clothes. Did you even wear any of those? And she's like, Well, I really didn't know what we were going to be doing or where we were going to be going, even though I planned the trip. But I'll tell you this <laughs> much. I tried leaving this lime green suit at home, and it terrified, traumatized, <laughs> and yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was very afraid that we might encounter some terrorism in this cabin, so I thought, be prepared, because I, if I don't bring ten different outfits for breakfast, the terrorist, Jen Shaw, wins. So then um, Lisa's there. She's like, oh my god, I love this. I love this room. I love that side. I love everything. So Meredith is just kind of nodding at her annoyed. And Lisa's like, how are you? And Meredith says, well, I, you know, I've been very upset about last night. I almost threw up my tip of a pinky size s'more. I was very upset about it. <laughs> and that thing just sat in my stomach and weighed me down like an anvil. So it was very difficult to sleep. I was also pretty upset. <laughs> you know what? I was upset too, and I ended up going to Mary's room and asking a bunch of questions. I was like, you know, it was, it was like kind of kismet because, like, I was start walking down to my room, and then her door was popped open, and I said, "Can I talk to you?" And then I asked questions. Okay, this is That's already fishy. It's That's not kismet, kismet or kismet, whatever <laughs> or the fuck kismet. kismet is. But you were walking down room, the room and her door was popped open. Like, did she open the door or was it propped open? I'm not understanding it's, what you're saying, uh, but I think he ran right into Mary's room. So that's why I'm questioning. Also, like, even if Mary's door were open, it's not kismet to walk into the house that you're staying with someone and they're in their room and their door might be open. That's not kismet. Like, oh, my God, what are the odds that you're in? this house as you have been for the past 48 hours oh my god it's kismet <laughs> it's kismet 
Um, so Guess she's my. like, you know, she answered all of my questions. So, you know, but I'm just taking it all on. And Meredith is like, I deeply, deeply, deeply. And I need to try and find a word that rhymes with deeply. Because I'm just deeply, deeply upset. <laughs> I regret ever saying anything to Whitney about Cameron. It was horribly wrong. And I'm deeply upset about it. I feel horribly, terribly, and upset about it. Okay? So, uh, and then she starts to choke up. She goes, and I'll be honest. This is how I cry. This is exactly what happened to me last winter. There was all this conversation about me, and nobody asked me about what Jennifer Shaw was saying about me. And I can't sit back. I feel terribly if I sat back and let that happen to her when the only one besides you who wasn't sitting and talking about me behind my back was Mary, Mary, quite contradictory. Well, Mary was in her closet the entire year last year. I mean, what is she come to like two events? Like how was she yeah. gonna how was she gonna talk about you? She wasn't even there. So Lisa's like, you know what? We all know what it's like having inaccurate things said about us. All of us, right? Like look what's been said about me. Fresh Roth, Fresh Roth. You know what? Remember when someone called it Candwolf? And I said, No, it's Fresh Roth. How dare you? <laughs> This is almost like the terrorism that I experienced when I was accused of canceling caterers. Okay? So I totally got it. So um, Meredith is like, like, well, we've all had this conversation, and she has not had a chance to tell her truth. So if nothing else comes of this, I need to fix this. <laughs> So uh, then we have like a musical interlude, um, which I liked because it was the typical tabernacle or, or tabernacle choir, but they added a crow. I don't know if you heard it. It was like, yeah, they really branched out on the music this episode. I think like the center episode, like where they're singing the center sister and brother-in-law, they switched to where it wasn't ah ah music anymore. It was still the same kind of music and it was still the choir, but they were singing oh oh. Oh, 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 As if to say, like, we cannot give you an ah. I'm sorry, but you left the church. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be getting some O's, bitch. You're going to be getting some <laughs> you get best O's. O's. All right. <laughs> we bring out our O material. So now it's uh, Whitney and Heather having lunch. And Heather's just like, Heather's like, where is everyone? And Whitney goes, hiding from the truth. <laughs> I did not work this hard to leave Mormonism to sit and eat lunch with only one other person in Vail. Heather is my type of girl, by the way. She just comes back from lunch and grabs lunch. Like <laughs> I know. I was wondering about that. I was like, did you just have... No, she said breakfast. It wasn't actually... No, they're having lunch. Sorry. But yeah, either no, way, I mean, yes. <laughs> she was kind of like... girl. I love that. She's like, oh, there's lunch? Great. Meal. I'll take one. Thank you. <laughs> so they're talking um, basically... Whitney's still mad, right? So then Lisa and Jenny come in, and Lisa's like, guys, would you like to come to the living room? They have coasters and coffee tables <laughs> I and like napkins this. and silverware if you'd like to use any of those things, you know? I love this pitch for the living room. Like, guys, the living room has a sofa and it has a coffee table. Guys, you want to check it out? <laughs> it's like, that's pretty – I just like that she had to explain what was in the living room for to get people to come in there. Yeah, well, you're talking to Whitney. You never really know. Where's the pole? How am I supposed to eat my fried shrimp? 
without a paw. So I want to see everyone down here. This is something I've wanted to do for a horribly long time. And before we leave, I want there to be a resolve. Uh, literally, I would love to buy some resolve because it looks like someone had an accident on the carpet. So we need to wash that out. But if we can't get that kind of resolve, we can at least get emotional resolve. And I don't want to. I don't want there to be any bad mouthing behind people's backs. So what I want to do is have a conversation where we all get so mad we go into separate corners and talk behind each other's backs at the end of it. Okay, who wants to start? And Jenny's like, well, that's pretty wild. I mean, she says she doesn't like talking behind people's back. But then you go and hire a private investigator on your friend behind her back. So which is it, Mary? Jenny, shut up. Okay, you're not part of this. <laughs> you don't understand anything that's going on. <laughs> and as far as hiring a private investigator, good for her. She should have She should have done that. And I think she was totally in the right. You just be quiet. And that was well, not even talking behind her back. Because she never brought any of the Jen stuff up on camera. That was snooping behind she, her back. Yes, that was gathering evidence before she came to bring it on camera. Which is kind of what she's talking about doing now. So stay in your corner, ma'am, until you are called. And so, on, on, and Meredith Marks said on social media that she hired the private investigator because Brooks was receiving these anonymous threatening text messages. And so she wanted to get to the bottom of that because yes. of terrorism. Yeah, she was he, uh, apparently somebody who says because just like – just like Jen, because. they type it just like Jen was getting a burner phone and sending these awful messages to everybody. And so <laughs> Meredith was like, it's terrorism. It's cricket terror. It's burner cricket terrorism. And I'm going to go to the bottom of it. How dare they use a virgin phone? What are they trying to say about Brooks when there never was a conversation? What sort of things and when he's even had sex? That phone did not choose how to identify itself, so to identify it for the phone was just ungodly. I think that it's a Metro PCS phone. It's not up for you to say whether it's Metro or Homo or Hetero. Whatever the prefix is, is whatever sexuality that phone is, and it's not up to you to label the PCS phone. So Meredith is like, well, we're friends, and we need to be here to support each other, and I owe you an apology, Mary. I owe you an apology, Whitney. I never should have said to you that Cameron felt that he was maligned by his church. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was wrong. And I am sorry, Mary. I never should have said it to anyone other than you. I was rude. I was lewd. And I was very hungry for some fun things to eat. So, so Mary just gives kind of a weird smile. She doesn't really get. She's like, oh, this is about me. Okay. <laughs> so she just kind of nods. And Whitney's like, yeah, but the only reason this all came up is because Cameron said it. And Mary goes, well, who told you? Cameron told you? She goes, no, Lisa brought Cameron into it by inviting him to her event. And Cameron told Meredith. And Lisa goes, wait a minute. What's happening? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a tornado. Bad weather warning. Amber <laughs> alert. Amber alert. It's a bad weather warning. Bad weather. Right. Bad weather just blew in. Bad weather. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, so basically Whitney is is saying that, that Lisa has masterminded this whole situation. And she goes, Lisa invited me and Meredith to her foster utah event and that 
Then she invites Cameron, who knows Mary from her church, who then spells Major T to Meredith, and then Meredith brought it up to me at the cooking class, and it's clear that she dug up information and marry and spread it and plant seeds and have everyone else do their dirty work, and there was no catering. They, they canceled the caterers at the church. Whitney is such a ding-dong. The way she tells this, like, she's just discovered, like, she's solved this whole case that we basically just seen. She's like, mm-hmm, the way she nods. She went on Watch What uh, Happens, and um, thank you, Joe, who sent us this on Instagram. I just read it today and was cracking up. It's a clip of Whitney. She goes, well, because Andy's like, wow, Whitney, I have to say, I underestimated you. Wow, I mean... The fact that you were on that bus to go on a trip with your friends and then you just started explaining the Jen Shaw case? That, I mean, mind blown. You were so smart, Whitney. And Whitney's like, uh-huh, yeah. Well, first of all, I read the indictment. <laughs> and second, you know, like I may or may have not known that Jen was involved with Prosper all along. Because when people, when the show was cast, you know, people started telling me that Jen's involved in Prosper. So I did not know at all that Jen was involved with Prosper. It's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck kind of double speak is that? She can't even remember in the same sentence what the hell she's saying. Oh gosh, classic Whitney. Um, so basically, but the thing is this, Whitney is, try, is using this moment to try to get Mary angry at Lisa. She's basically saying like, don't be mad at Meredith because Meredith only said it because Lisa set her up to do it, right? Right. So Lisa's like, but so it's not my fault because Cameron's part of the board of the Foster Utah. It's my fault that the McRib is only seasonal. It's my fault. Um, well, you obviously got Cam Cameron on camera on purpose and tried to have Whitney there so Whitney would, you know, be the leaker of this new... I mean, it's duh. It's obvious, right? Yeah. Um, so Meredith was like... <laughs> Excuse me. She says, well, that's the way it feels to me, that they're just trying to set me up for being set setting up of other people or something. And she's like, here we go again. Everything's Lisa's fault. You know what? I don't control everything. I'm not responsible for everything. If it were Chick-fil-A, like, if I were, Chick-fil-A would now be open on Sundays, okay? Take accountability for your own actions. I am sick of this. I'm sick of I mean, that. You weren't even at the Fresh Wolf party whose guest list wasn't even done by me. It was done by two children who happened to run the company, who I happen to know, and who I happen to live with. Well, what I want for you, Mary, is to say whatever you want to say. The floor is yours. And so Lisa, Mary's like, Lisa's like, I didn't bring this. I didn't bring Cameron into this. He did it himself. I just made sure he had lighting, a microphone, and a private place to talk to Meredith while I stood over and watched what they were doing. Okay. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So Mary is like. Uh, I don't know why I owe any of you an explanation or why it should even be a conversation. Why are you looking at me? Because I want to. And yeah. if, <laughs> if, not, if I'm not able to speak for myself, then my name shouldn't be brought up. Whitney? Yeah, and Whitney's like, I tried to bring it up last night, but then you got up and left. I was going to ask you. And she goes, <laughs> you're exhausting. You are exhausting. You're so exhausting. And she's like, Heather's like, well, why are you coming for me now? And she goes, bring your head down, baby. You're nobody. <laughs> I really wanted Mary to give her another little girl. Little girl. 
So Heather's like, um, I think you're being unfairly mean to her. I'm not going to sit here silently. I'm going to sit here and make a slathering motion because I'm going to actually make another sandwich. Okay. It doesn't have any mayo. Okay. No, no one ever said she was dispa- saying a disparaging word about you. Yeah, she goes, I feel like you're being unfairly mean to her. And Mary, Mary's like, um, I don't care. She goes, you know, you let her be unfairly mean to me. And you just sat there and you looked at it. And we get that. Mm-hmm. And Heather just squints. She's like, what the fuck? While she's drinking her Diet Coke. She's like, what the fuck is this lady on about? Right. So Mary's <laughs> yeah. like, don't you find that a double standard? And Heather goes, yeah. "When? what are you talking about? When did I do that? She goes, when she got up and yelled at me at my event. Come on. Heather's like. You had been horrible to her at that event. You guys were fighting. That's what a fight is. And Mary goes, I promise you, I mean nothing by that. <laughs> and Lisa goes, you care about you care about Whitney, don't you? Goes, well, of course I care about Whitney, which is funny because everyone's like, you do? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you care. She cares. She cares. She does. She cares about Whitney. And Heather's like, um, uh, uh, last night when you guys came to my room, that was not the message. I mean, that was delivered to me. I mean, you guys delivered a totally different message. And Whitney's like, why did you make such a big switch? Like, literally, the at the table, you were saying one thing, and then you got up, and you went Great downstairs. Great question. And then Great you question. everything. I love that question. Great question. So great. I love that question. I love everything about it. I love the punctuation mark if it were written. So good. So, so when she goes, like, Mary, Mary, I believe that she saw a sever in our relationship. And then so she swooped down to manipulate it so she can use me for her gain. Yeah. And he's like, that is so beyond ridiculous. It's beyond offensive. It's like when they took away Monopoly from McDonald's for years on end. It's just not cool. Okay. And Mary's like, uh, I don't get manipulated. I don't. Yeah. I don't do I, that. I know that. Mary, she's like, so if you believe that, then you have to ask Lisa. I mean, you can't just make assumptions. And Lisa's like, let me tell you, you know what? Stop doing this to me. I'm sick of it. I'm not some mastermind with a remote control controlling all of you guys. Stand up, Whitney. See? I'm standing. <laughs> now what? Sit down, Whitney. Okay. See? You know, you guys, you think that, wh- what do you think? I control everything? You know, you weaponize your words. You make me feel less than. Uh, I don't feel equal. Uh, I can't make you feel any way, Whitney. <laughs> and when he goes, I know I'm not less than, well, think the best of me and not the worst. And I will start, if you think the best of me and not the worst, or I'll, okay, let me start over. Ah, fresh wolf. Think the best of me and not the worst, or I will start thinking the worst of you and you won't like it. Because this is what's going to be like, oh my God, I just thought the worst thing about you, Whitney. How's that feel? That was the ow, worst, right? Ow, that hurt. I felt it. All right, roll over. Wow. Good job. <laughs> So Lisa's like, I'm not going back there with you, but nah. And she tells us, I'm a New Yorker. If I'm going to do something, I do it. And I, you'll know about it. And if I'm going to talk about you behind your back, I'm going to tell you first. And then I'm going to own it when I talk behind your back. Hey, Whitney, like, what? I'm going to talk behind your back. Okay. See? <laughs> Lisa's literally never done that. Like, hey, 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 baby gorgeous. I'm going to talk behind your back right now. Hold on one second. So then Lisa is like, I don't think anything but nice things about you all the time. Just the way Lisa and, I, I mean, what's her face? Uh, Aubrey and Marco think nice things about me, okay? Roll over, Whitney. Roll over. You did that well. Nice thought. Nice thought about you rolling over. And Mary's like, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Ten. You're at a ten. Bring it down. 
maybe to a two. And Whitney's like, what I want to know is what changed when you went down to her room. She's like, hey. And Mary goes, Lisa. Lisa. And Heather's like, um, well, my lights came on in the middle of the night and you gave me a gift. And Mary's like, yeah, well, that's none of anyone's business. And she goes, so I got a gift. She got a gift. She got a gift. Everyone got a gift. Whitney, did you get a gift? She's like, no, I did not get a gift. <laughs> and Mary's like, no, I haven't given it to her yet. And I'm not going to give it until I feel like it. That's not of your business. Okay. So it's not even, a, it's actually a reward. It's not a gift. It's a reward. So Heather goes, well, the point is you came in the room and you said you're done with Whitney, right? And you seem pretty giddy about it. I was not giddy. Okay. You're delusional. I was very sad. I was very sad. And I only think the best things about her. Whitney, jumping jacks. Jumping jacks, Whitney. Jumping jacks. And she's like, yeah, but you were smiling like a Cheshire cat, Lisa. And she's like, I was smiling because you got a Louis Vuitton bag. And she said, look, it's you with your first real bag. And so it made me laugh, Heather. Okay? It made me laugh. You know, it's like the first bag that's not from Target. Sorry. Sorry that I laughed. Like, what do you want I'm from me? I'm sorry that I laughed that I gave you a Louis Vuitton bag at two in the morning and you managed to pull out a foot-long sub from the sheets and put it in the bag so quickly. I never saw that happen before. It was funny to me. I'm sorry. And so Heather's like, well, it's totally normal for you to go down and talk to her when you've been talking about her all night and then come to my room with a Louis Vuitton bag smiling. Okay, okay, I guess that's all just normal. And Lisa goes, oh, yeah, let's just not be mad at Lisa. You know what? We're not doing that anymore. So stop it, Heather. Stop it. And Whitney goes, what did you all get? <laughs> Mary's like, why does it matter? So, But of course, they're all so happy to say it. Jenny's like, well, I got a pair of shoes. And Lisa's like, well, she gives me a Chanel clutch, which is overly generous. And you, Meredith? And she goes, um, I got a Louis Vuitton hat. So it's pretty good. I lost it, though, because I was shaking my head very angrily before. And I think it went flying off into the wall. I don't know if someone could find that for me, please. Well, I am not hurt because I didn't get a gift. I am mad because I thought, uh, hold on, tears are coming. Uh, okay, they're not. I'm mad because I thought we were friends, and clearly we are not, and that hurts me. And Mary goes, well, you started talking about me. So she goes, no, only to the, this group of girls last night, and it was a group effort. It wasn't just me trying to single you out, Mary. Yeah, uh, we were trying to piece it together. And Mary, and Mary points at Heather, and she goes, you, you, you. And uh, there's like, um, she's like, well, I have, I have a lot of questions that just need clarification. Okay. Um, and you know, a week ago I was happy to not ask any questions, but it's been a traumatic week, you know? And Mary's like, uh, she goes, well, uh, nobody questioned Jen. And I didn't ask for my life. I didn't ask for my inheritance to compare what's happening with her. That's evil. Okay. Because like they, 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 they compared my church and my faith with someone who's stealing and insulting and that hurts. Yeah. Um, but I also have to just stop and say, Whitney, yes, you did. You came last night to pull this shit on Mary, and you did it after Mary got mad at you at her party, and you said, you just wait. You said something like, I'll get you. What did she say to her when she was like, I'm going to, fine, then like I'll. Like it's on or something. Like it's on, game on, or something like that. Then you went on camera and said that your cousin was traumatized by her. Really stop pretending that this is someone else's fault. Like Lisa has her own faults, and I'm not saying she doesn't, but for Whitney to be here like, <laughs> everyone's manipulating me and i just that makes me crazy on these shows it makes me crazy when it's like always someone else's fault you came in with your own information ma'am and you were gonna bring it up last night when you were all wasted so enough yeah so As heather Mary would say bzz, bzz. 
So then um, Heather, Heather's basically saying how blind allegiance to friendships isn't, isn't healthy. And, and Mary's like, but, but like, you know, but Jen manipulated you, et cetera. And Heather goes, but you're manipulating me too in a different way. You get so mad and then we can't talk about it. Mary goes, I couldn't, I couldn't have manipulated you. I mean, when we were at, when we were at the table, she goes, yeah, at the cooking class at, or, or, uh, yeah, that lunch at gets, the cooking class, and she yeah. goes. She goes the cooking class. I mean, look, I was on bolognese and wine. She goes, I don't care. I mean, you're always on some kind of wine. <laughs> Someone's always having to drive you home. And oh, sorry, because Mary had said you could have manipulated me. Like, like you're saying I manipulated you, but you could have been manipulating me. And that's when Heather's like, "What are you talking about? When would I have manipulated you?" And she's like, "At the at the, at the cooking class." Yeah. And so Meredith is trying not to laugh because it's just getting so crazy. And Mary goes, but, you know, you being taken home after every event because of your wine, that's besides the point. And Heather's like, you know what? I am done with this conversation. You know what? I'm done with women being unkind to me and doing little shady digs at me. And she goes, okay, well, you have a good day. Yeah. And waves her off. Like, you're going to nitpick me. I have overlooked the fact that you were married to your step granddaddy, that you are horrible to a lot of people, and you're going to pin me to the cross for needing to be loaded for whenever I have to interact with you. When people start drinking when you come around, it's because no one wants to deal with your crazy. And Lisa's like, well, but you did it to me too, so. And Heather's like, you know what I also found unkind was you showing up to my room at like 2 2 a.m. Like, wow, I'm with my new best friend with new intentions. And Lisa's like, Mary, would you just explain the conversation to them so they understand the conversation? And Heather's like, no, I don't want to talk to you people. You're all crazy. And she starts walking off and like yelling behind her back. She's like, and we're all doing what we said last night we weren't going to do. No one will say anything because everyone's afraid of Mary. Because <laughs> it was Mary, Mary. Did you ever have to sing that song, Ronnie? No. Theater, theater school, theater times. Anyway, Meredith is like, well, if we could all just sit down and have conversation, maybe throw around the word resolve a little bit more. No, you just accused everyone of being something that we're not. Mary, we had a great conversation. It was, And then Heather's like, it was not great, Mary. She told us that her best friend sold his house because he was under your spell, Mary. And Lisa's like, no, I did not say spell. I said cult-like witchery religious trauma, not a spell. <laughs> But in her defense, that isn't what she said. So uh, she's like, that's not even what I said. And that's the biggest lie. We already talked about it. And Mary goes, yeah, we already talked about that lie. And Lisa's like, Heather, you can hear what we're talking about if you came back. But you won't because you can't stop. You don't get to say rude things to me. So Whitney's like, I am going to go get Heather. Even though we are basically the ones accusing Mary of everything right now. (laughs) We will leave and then be mad that no one is confronting Mary. So she walks off. And Lisa's like, you know what? Cameron's a mutual friend, so I'm not going to say anymore. But you see, Meredith, now that was set up, it's wrong. It's like, it's what constantly happens. Yeah. And, and when you say, Heather, 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 look, who's like, it, like, uh, like, who's God? Because it's not me. I don't have a remote control telling everyone who to think and be. She loves talking about like this remote control as if that's yeah. how you manipulate someone. I don't have a remote control. Okay, guys, I can't press mute and I can't change you to channel nine. Okay, that's not who I am. I don't have a remote control. I can't control everybody. Whitney fall down the stairs. Ah! <laughs> Good job, Whitney. 
good job. So Whitney goes to Heather, who's crying in the bathroom. And Heather's like, fuck this crap. I don't even want to fly on a plane with them or be around them. And Whitney's like, what can I do? Oh, I mean, not much, but you're really pretty. No, I mean, like right now. Oh, I want to leave. <laughs> so Whitney goes to the girls and uh, Whitney is like, I feel like I'm in a big mind fuck and I can't get out of it. We're going to go to the airplane and, t- airplane and take our own flight. Go to the bus. We're going to take a bus, a shitty bus, a very shitty bus that'll take 15 hours, 15 hours, and go to Santa Fe and said, and we're going to Santa Fe. Now do a time step. Wow, I didn't even know I knew how to tap. Good job, Whitney. Um, so Lisa's like, why can't we just have a conversation? And Heather from Heather hears her downstairs and goes, oh, just fuck off. And she says, this is hell. I just almost wish that the feds had come and arrested me so I could stop spending time with these women. And Whitney's like, this is too much for Heather right now. And she cannot do it. And Mary says, well, had this conversation not come up about me last night and she had her two cents, then we wouldn't be going through this. So she doesn't want to put energy into this. And then fine. Yeah. So um, when he's like, everyone is being two-faced right now, Mary. No one's being two-faced. No one's being two-faced, Mary. (laughs) So she walks off and Meredith is like, I'm very sorry, Mary. And Mary's like, well, the truth of the matter is, is if you were being a good friend to me, this wouldn't be happening because you guys had said it. If you guys had said it to me instead of behind my back. And Jenny's like, Mary, Mary, listen, every one of them was talking about you and your church. All of them were Mary. <laughs> and that you did something to rip people off similar to what Jen was doing. That's what they were saying, Mary. <laughs> and Mary's like, don't believe what you hear, little girls. You have your own experience with, with me. Have your own experience with my church. And then Mary starts crying. She's like, because I believe in what I do. And Jenny's, Jenny's like, no, I agree. I'll make my own judgment. But I was given into it. And I took it on like a woman. And I was a child. I believe in God. I believe in rescue. I believe in deliverance. I believe in it all. And for them to put me with someone who criminalizes and manipulates is horrible. 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 And I've Never ripped anyone off. I don't need to. I was born into money. I didn't ask for it. It wasn't given to me. Now, now that I know all you guys, go, you go from Jen to me. That's horrible, horrible. And uh, Heather doing all that yelling, her, her little chubby self. That's mean. She sat there and she talked about me. That's mean. Oh my god. She says Tells her little chubby self. Stand. What the hell? So Mary is just like Mary. They're handing you this episode. You all you have to do is sit there and look hurt. And you would have won this whole episode. But you have to be such a fucking asshole. Who says that? That is so rude. She's doing all her yelling with her little chubby self. Fuck off. She doesn't have people selling their houses for her to go get, you know, whatever she needs done, done, you asshole. So Mary's like, um, you know, she talks about me and then confronts me in a group. And so Lisa follows her into the kitchen. And Mary's like, that is horrible. I've been through this my whole life. People just, they hate me for me and my lifestyle. No, they hate you because you're ripping people off, Mary. And things (laughs) like you just said right now. That's why they hate you. And Lisa's like, it's painful. I know what I know from my friend Cameron, but I also have complete empathy for Mari because there's nothing worse than feeling attacked over things that you cherish like your own personal little cult. 
Yeah, you know what? It's, if you're questioned on your beliefs, like a waitress asked me one time if I wanted to die at Pepsi, I was almost put into a mental asylum to recover. Do not question my choices. So Mary's like, I mean, I don't think I'm God. I just worship the God in me. And he is in me. I was like, oh, okay. So that's why people say you say you're God. Because you literally yeah. just said, worship God inside of me. Okay. And Whitney would well, but also Whitney would be the type that would be very literal about that. She has actually captured God and is holding him hostage in her chest cavity. Right. Um, and so Mary is like, and it's it's not fair to put me with someone. So like like when I th- when I think about Jen, I see heartless thug. Like you know those Mexican people that make all those drugs. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh my God, God, Mary. I cannot with Mary. Mary. Fucking Mary. Idiot. Just like those Mexican people, what the hell is wrong with you? So well, uh, I was, I was really backing this horse, and things went horribly wrong. And I thought they were going horribly well because she said horrible two times in her monologue. But I may have to step back slowly from this one. No, no, Meredith's in the other room crying, going, "This isn't just Mary. <laughs> this is her business and her faith. And you just can't put things like that out into the universe until you know the truth." Why is Meredith going so hard for Mary? It just is so bizarre to me. Yeah, it really is. So then, and she still is. Like she still is to this day. She loves Mary. She. When I when I uh, when I met Meredith like a month ago, she's like, "Well, Mary M. Cosby, she is one of a kind. She is one of the funniest people I've ever. She is great. She can be horribly funny, horribly." <laughs> so then, um, Heather is she can't find her other purse. She has a Valentino purse that she can't find. Yeah. So they're looking for her purse, and then she passes Mary in the hall, and Mary goes, "I want my purse back." Heather Heather just keeps walking and she goes Heather can I say this Heather if you were trying to be my friend none of this would have happened so for you just to walk off and Heather goes I'm very sorry I hurt you Mary she goes you're a liar she goes oh I'm the liar wow Mary wow and then Mary just goes you're weird (laughs) that's bold coming from Mary so now they're loading up the vans and um, Whitney's talking to Heather and she's like you're my girl, and I don't think you're wrong, so I'm staying with you, and I feel the same way. But if you decide to change your mind, I, I wouldn't mind seeing what a private plane is like for the first time. So uh, you have about 30 seconds. Not going to change your mind. Okay, you're my girl. You're my girl. And they're, like, hiding from everybody because everyone's packing into the van, and they're, like, hiding. They're sitting on the steps, so they're kind of, like, behind the banister of the steps, just sitting there, you know, looking up <laughs> flights on orbits flights. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the other ladies get to the private jet and, um, the guy's like, we have eight passengers, right? And they're like, no, we lost a couple. The way they say it. Nah, we lost a couple. <laughs> We're really going to be nine, but, uh, one of them is facing federal indictment charges and the other two are just kind of getting into it. They're just crying. So then Lisa's like, this is ridiculous. If Heather and Winnie had just kept their mouths shut for five minutes and heard what Mary had to say about the conversation Mary and I had, then we would, then they would be flying home commercial. They wouldn't be flying home commercial. They'd be taking their shoes off in security. Oh, you know what I'm saying. I totally messed up my line, but you know what I meant. Um, so then basically that's it. So then we get the preview for the rest of the season and it looks amazing. So what do you think of all this about all of Lisa's um manipulating and i mean lisa is a character right i mean 
she is the one. She invites Cameron to this thing. Cameron like spills the tea to Meredith. The ball gets the ball gets rolling. They, they start this whole process and everything. She is the I mean, she's been so shifty and shady. And she is the one who really starts like at this at this raclette thing. I don't remember if she started the conversation, but she definitely eggs it on. She definitely is like, well, uh, my camera, my friend Cameron says this and like, okay. And she sort of says all this stuff. And she even says, I a hundred percent believe Cameron. And then she goes and tells Mary and makes it seem like they were the ones talking, talking this shit. It's like, it's kind of amazing. It's like, it's so, I don't understand her plan, but whatever she's up to, I'm deeply entertained. Yeah, her plan seems so weird right now because it's like, okay, you got them, you got this stuff on camera about Mary, but then you don't really dislike Mary or you don't have any problems that we can see with Mary. And then Whitney had all this information she's been sitting on just waiting for Mary to fuck with her, which Mary did. So she literally said on camera, like, you'll see or whatever she said. Right to come after her I mean, too but i just with, think it's so funny watching lisa try to manipulate people that are too dumb to do what she needs to needs them to do right so then it becomes this big thing and then she still she still just does it anyway like she doesn't care she's like okay this is all a mess i'm just gonna go tell mary straight up yeah but she did tell mary straight up like we were talking about it. I know Cameron. I heard this stuff from Cameron. So it's not like she was trying to hide any of that. I mean, she didn't say I had an event. Well, she did say I have an event that Cameron came to, didn't she? Yeah. Well, also, don't forget that Lisa was mad at Mary because Mary, like, snapped at her at tubing. So this was all Lisa's revenge to take oh, down right. Mary. But my favorite <laughs> is also Whitney, who is, like, um, on the one hand, Whitney is, like, very proud of herself because she sniffs out the manipulation. She's like, ah, oh, she wants to be my friend, but she wanted to she wanted to set me up to do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you did it. <laughs> you literally did everything that you're accusing Lisa of setting you up to do. Like, you, 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 you're acting like you caught on to it, but you actually just did the exact things that were expected of you. Yeah, and that's always my storyline. And, of course, it's another Lisa, right? So th this is the storyline about, like, she's manipulating me. And this is kind of my same opinion for that. You know, like, when it comes to the religious trauma and all of that, I, I could speak to it probably a little bit, but why bother? Like, I don't think it matters for this in this case. Like, for that, I'll give a little leeway for, right? But as far as, like, housewives, like, oh, I'm so... She manipulated me into doing this. Just bullshit. Just enough with that. Like, to call her out on manipulation, of course she was trying that. We've all seen that. I think that she is guilty of that. But you're still the one who did it. And you made it ten times worse by bringing the cousin into it and, you know, being nasty about it on camera when you got all drunk at that dinner. So... Well, I and I, you're you're, right. and your point from earlier, which is about like, okay, Lisa's the, like, Whitney's going to accuse Lisa of being the manipulator. But the moment that she and Mary had like any sort of fight was uh, Whitney immediately just spilled the tea about this cousin and they think that she's God and then be careful of her. Right. So They're that's kind on. of actually you're holding pretty on to manipulative. Ammo. Yeah. You're yeah. Holding on to the I mean, they ammo. all, they all are trying to manipulate each other to some degrees, but it's just, it's just funny. Um, and I'll, but I'll, I will also say, I mean, I mean, Lisa definitely seems like she's constantly manipulating, but I also feel like if Whitney and Lisa are going to have this moment where it's like, you know what, let's be friends. And I kind of feel like Whitney never kept up her end of that. I know that sounds weird to take up for Lisa in that way. Cause Lisa's constantly manipulating, but also like Whitney has like, 
she has continued She's to come for herself every scene every, like yeah, every that. single episode since then and so like uh i think that's actually a little like you kind of have to put some effort into holding up your end of whatever this friendship thing is rather than just like the moment something bad happens you mean you're like you manipulated admittedly the catergate thing was really bad i mean that looked that was so obviously a manipulation to having the two of them come to their table and be like Oh, what's happening to you, Lisa? Is terrible. It's terrible. It's like, right, okay, but it's yes. also clearing your name, and you know you have to bring it on camera somehow to clear your name and say, "I didn't. They, these caterers didn't get rid of that because of me. They did it because of X, Y, Z. They still couldn't say it's because of production, and they wouldn't announce our catering company or give us any kind of plug. And why would we do your free food for no, you know, no commercials or you know what I mean, no plugging." So yeah. she has to get it on camera. So, of course, she's just clunky about it. She's so clunky about it. But Whitney's pretty clunky about it, too. And what Whitney and Heather both do, you know, Whitney held on to this information about the cousin until she could use it when she was pissed off. And then you really see what Heather thinks, too, when she's like, really, Mary? I forgave you and your step-granddaddy and this and that. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, so you're holding that nastiness in too it's almost like when you're in a relationship with somebody you shouldn't think about the person that you're you want to marry you should think about the person you want to divorce because it's like who's going to get nasty in that breakup and how nasty are they going to be and are they going to offload everything they learned about me and all my secrets and are they just going to get really low you know so also also i think that would be fair to say that uh, i think that low-key meredith is doing some sort of manipulation i think that she is trying to build an anti-gen team and i think that's why she's probably really currying the favor of mary and um and all this because meredith is up to something there is something going on with her i think I, I, they're all up to something except i think jenny's trying to manipulate something but she's like accidentally manipulating a cabinet and she doesn't realize like that she's manipulated like she's like not Jenny's <laughs> like, just trying to be on the show. She's just trying to be a part of it, but everything's going full steam ahead and she's not really involved in any of those stories. But then Meredith, you know, the thing with Lisa bringing Meredith to the party and then having the setup with Cameron, of course that's a Lisa setup to get the Cameron stuff on camera, but if she's doing it through Meredith and she knows Meredith is close with Mary, then it's not really that evil because it's almost like she's getting Mary to have a sympathetic conversation on camera with Mary about Cameron, right? Because Meredith, oh. Meredith isn't going to use it in an enemy way, but then she also invited Whitney. So, well, but Lisa, but Lisa is, but remember Lisa again, I was mad about the tubing. And so she wants to turn, um, Mary's friends against her. That's why she invited Whitney and Meredith to the fresh wolf thing to where Cameron would be. Right. And I think that like Meredith may I, I feel like initially I thought that Meredith was down for the task because I think that Meredith was hearing these things. This is my conspiracy theory. Meredith was hearing these things and was like, I need to distance myself from this lady, but I don't want to be the one. I don't want to just like be wild about it. I want to act like, you know, I want to I want to show that I've heard these things and now I can't trust her. But then the Jen Shaw stuff happens and she's like, wait. Mary's actually like my biggest asset right now because Mary is so anti Jen Shaw. So then she's decided I'm scuttling that plan. I want Mary back in my corner. This is just like in my mind thinking like this is a soap opera. So <laughs> if it's like not well, maybe yeah, not, like, because that's people. all it is. It's trying to figure out how they're working each other against each other, right? Because Mary, at first I thought, well, she's trying to manipulate Lisa's trying to manipulate Meredith into getting that information on TV about Mary or getting it to Mary and starting a fight or manipulating Whitney into it. So 
like what's her reason for doing that but then i guess it's just to say what she said in this episode like i know cameron and of course i know all this and we're friends but that information is still out there but i think it's funny that meredith didn't take the bait right like she didn't go to mary and start a big thing about it because she knew she probably knew lisa well she did actually she probably knew that lisa was trying to manipulate her but she still tried to use whitney as a weapon by telling Whitney that stuff right when Whitney got in a fight with Mary. To, I think it's just so funny. It's like they both decide to manipulate something at different times, but they both choose Whitney, and Whitney totally fell into it. And then you got Heather, who I don't feel like Heather's manipulating anyone. I think she thinks that everything's like great, and then she's like, every day she realizes that another facet of her life has been manipulated <laughs> she's no, always feeling so betrayed try, heather's always trying to bring it against lisa i mean every little thing that happens on this show heather and whitney are like oh my god lisa this is lisa's That's you know, true. master plan so i think she's totally i don't know how manipulative she is as far as storylines and stuff but they're always trying to get it focused on what a liar lisa is you know it's yeah. pretty funny it's, they it's all are. I and mean, Jen watch. Shaw is Jen Shaw is just trying to manipulate just her image. <laughs> That's all. She's just trying to rehabilitate her image at all times because it's always gone terribly, horrifically awry. Well, interesting to see that uh, the show can do so well without Jen Shaw because she hasn't been on and it's been great. Like, it's been fine. So that's that's mm-hmm. not good for her. It's not great news for her and the future of this show. But um, it's certainly fun to watch. It's it's honestly it is just so good. It is we've had some really amazing shows on Bravo this year. Uh, we're we're gonna start compiling, um, you know, nominees for the crappies pretty soon. I mean, I think it's safe to say this one will will definitely be a contender for best show of the year. And like just thinking back on all the good content that we've had, you know, from New Jersey at the beginning of the year to this, it's really been wonderful. But this one is just so. It's so rich, like on, on on different different levels. But that being said, uh, another absolutely wonderful show is Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip. And we're going to be recapping episode five. That'll be up uh, tomorrow-ish, today, tomorrow, whenever. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget to check out Take a Seat. We're going to talk about more of this on Take a Seat. Oh, we also sure. probably should talk about the Jen Shaw documentary that came out um, – we didn't get to, we didn't get to talk about it uh, last week on Take a Seat because I think it had just come out like that evening or something. So I'm sure we'll touch on that and all the other good stuff. That's gonna be tonight at seven o'clock on the West Coast, ten o'clock on the East Coast. That's on Spotify Green Room. Uh, come come just follow me, Ben Mandelker or Ronnie, Ronnie Karen, or just look for Take a Seat. We'll be there. And of course, do get your tickets for our live shows. They are beginning next month. It's it's starting to creep up on us. Uh, not again, not a lot of tickets left for the crappies, but plenty of tickets in other cities. Um, well, not all cities actually, but we want to see you there. We're excited. Thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Watch what crappins would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin. Karen McClelland. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. 
Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.